Welcome to Hey Girl. I'm your host, Bill Janice. Join me every week where I sit down with one of my amazing and talented friends who are experts in their field, and we have a little chat. episode of Hey Girl. I'm your host, Bill Janice, and I am sitting here in the Hey Girl penthouse today in Las Vegas with two amazing and talented, brilliant girls that I am so excited (laughs) to sit down and talk with. We've been planning this for a while, but they are uh, just amazing. They're, They're artists, they're dancers, they're choreographers, they're directors, they're producers, and we're also here to talk about their newest joint project together, which is Wandering Box Bar, which is a really, really exciting company. I can't wait to get into that. But please welcome Danita Eldridge. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Luann Maderma. Hey, girl. <laughs> I love it. I love that I didn't even have to coach you to say to no. respond with hey, girl, because I, sometimes I forget to tell people that. Usually people do it organically anyway, but that's you have to you have to say hey, girl, back when to. you say yeah, it. Yeah, you're sitting here holding a cocktail. You got to say <laughs> Hey, girl, back. <laughs> I love it. Yes, I know. We have. I made sure we had some cocktails for you guys today, oh, especially good. you know, um, with your your new bar business. I was hoping you know we could swap recipes. Yes, we sure can. <laughs> yes, we sure can. Yes, I think you can just make me drinks. <laughs> I love when she's like, "I'm I'm down as long as you just make me drinks." I don't think I don't you need- want me making you a drink. That's to Danita to do, and you guys can swap recipes. Oh my God, I love it. Let's just jump right in. Luann, I'll start with you. Remind, where are you from? Are you from Vegas or how long have no, you been here? No, I was, well, I've been here 15 years now. Yeah. I had a five-year plan 15 years later, but I'm from Virginia. <laughs> okay. And what brought you to Vegas? Uh, <laughs> the gypsy life. <laughs> uh, honestly, I had a son and I couldn't travel and put up shows anymore and, and take three months off to go direct a show and leave him. So at one point I just thought, oh my God, I have to, ch- I have to leave this business. I don't know what I'm going to do because... Yeah. I I went and interviewed with Cirque du Soleil. I had this great interview. It was my dream to work for them. And then I thought, I can't go to work at three o'clock and leave my son and have somebody else put him to bed. And, you know, it's so, um, oddly enough, an old friend of mine called me and said, the win is looking for a casting director. And I thought, well, you know, when you choreograph and direct, you're always working hand in hand with the casting director. I'm like, I can definitely do that. I went and interviewed and I thought, I don't know anything about I don't, sport acrobatics and synchronized swimmers. I'm like, I didn't know nothing about this. No, I really want to do it because I'm like, <laughs> that's a challenge. No, I love, I'm the same way. So yeah. I, I get it. Yeah. Because then it's, it, I thought this is going to just be a job. And then I, re- I realized it, oh, this is a challenge and I get to learn every day. Mm-hmm. So then I was worried I wouldn't get the job. I had to go back to multiple interviews, yeah. but yeah, that's what brought me to Larev. Now, what, but were you, your performing career, what was, what was that like? Oh, geez. Uh, I love this because I was in, I was uh, trained ballet, trained musical theater, and I ended up working in cruise ships when I was, I working, ending up working in theme parks when I was 15, went on to cruise ships, did that whole thing. And then I always say I was marginally talented, not very. I was in musical theater. I can't sing. So I was always the token dancer in musical theater. I wasn't a fantastic dancer, but I always had a bag of tricks. Like I could do one arm timers. And so I was completely expendable. And I knew if they started to downsize, I always say today I'd never get hired because I can't sing. 
So I started to just learn other things. And people are so generous when you ask them to yeah, teach you on sure. the job. So I learned lighting a little bit. I, I would just start to mimic them and learn what the light fixtures were called. I learned how to call shows. I learned how to close out shows at yeah. the end of the night. And that served me really well because yeah. when I started assisting the director and assisting the choreographer, we'd get into circumstances. We're putting a show up one time and the, the calling stage manager called a set piece and it went through a tarp, like through a very, very expensive hollow gauze projection tarp. It's not called a tarp. It's called a drop. And um, <laughs> she... I love that. She, like, you wanted to be clear. I'm <laughs> just going to call it a tarp. They're like, she doesn't know what she's talking about. So, so she freaked out and quit and we're in the middle of text and I just looked and I thought, well, I know how to do this. I've been, I've been, people have been teaching me for years. So then I have the headset on, I'm writing the calling script, I'm the associate choreographer, I'm the associate director, and the producer saw me and realized what I could do and then put me on other jobs and ultimately taught me how to produce. I went and I worked as the director of project development at Troika Entertainment where I learned how to really do the back end and do the budgets and produce things. And so now it's given me a view of kind of every aspect of it. Yeah, I mean, that's the best. I mean, when you, I think anybody in a leadership role that has firsthand experience in everything that they're, that they're overseeing, it's so valuable, you know, and th yeah. that you've taken the time to, to, like you said, reach out and l ask questions and learn things that you didn't know. Like, it makes you so valuable. I tell people, I drill this into my son's head. I tell people all the time, work for free. Yes. All the time because you're getting a free education. And it's invaluable. And then when you, when you get into another position and you have the insight to, to understand what everybody's hurdles are sure. with issues, then you're like, I know what the dancers are going through. I know what the producer is going through. You know, the tech crew is dying because the lighting designer has been working overnight. So it's just things that a lot of people aren't aware of the bigger picture. So yeah. that's what I gained from I that. love that. That's what I gained from being marginally talented. <laughs> <laughs> so being, the moral of the story is being marginally Ooh, talented served me really well yeah. <laughs> better get my act together <laughs> <laughs> no i mean i love it I, I i can relate on some level you know because i i feel it's the show's not about me but but like i felt the same when i was transitioning out when i i was actually transitioning out of pr performing and production i was like learning a lot of new things and i was the same way i was always willing to do for free because I just wanted to learn it because I knew that that would make me more valuable and I knew yep. it could potentially lead somewhere else. And also I think as dancers or retired dancer or performer, I don't know if it's there, you know, I'm used to being able to watch somebody and pick it up, pick things up. So not just choreography, I would watch other people like in, you know, I, I work in, in liquor now and in, in beverage and I would watch other people do things when I didn't, they didn't even know I was watching them. And I was like watching them how they were just kind of doing their budgets and how they were building out, programs and stuff like that and it's that's like, such a good point you learn quickly you know <laughs> that's like watching such a good point because dancers don't understand they have that strength yes because they watch it's a, it's a they superpower learn. that we have and if you apply it to other areas that's a really good point that i haven't had somebody talk about it's a good one yay a good one <laughs> hey girl it. hey girl yeah I, I say it all the time hey girl works for anything like you can yeah. say it in a happy way in a shocked way in a, oh, yeah. in a shady way you'd be like girl <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna say it to danita in a happy way hey girl, hey, girl. <laughs> i love it well my niece and nephew like you we were, you guys were talking about, you saw their picture on the fridge they i was talking to them on the phone the other day and they 
I, I mean, I makes me feel special. They think I'm a celebrity, which we, we know you I'm not. Are, <laughs> you are, you are, you <laughs> are. But what's funny is that they like they they get a kick out of just even the hey, me saying "Hey, girl!" Like I guess the way I say it, you know. <laughs> and they're on the phone. They're like, they call me Bunkle instead of Uncle Bill. And they're like, "Say it, Bunkle, say it, say it." I'm like, "All right, hey, girl." <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. I, don't, I have no idea. Why, I don't know why so they like me good. so much. <laughs> Yeah, and then they're going to be 18 and they're going to be like, can you make me a cocktail? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, Danito, tell me, all right, so where are you from and what brought you to Vegas? I am from upstate New York, a little little town called Binghamton, New York. It's about three hours north of Manhattan. Mm -hmm. And I grew up dancing, started at the age of four and trained under the same teacher who unfortunately passed away when I was 15 and left the studio to me. Oh, wow. So I inherited this dance studio at 15 that my dad ended up running, and I was teaching as full-time as I could be, being in school. Sure, sure, sure. And continued to do that until two years after I graduated from high school. And then with my very old dear friend, Brian Burke, we moved to Manhattan because I knew I wanted to perform and tour and, you know, do do all all the things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I left the studio. And I moved down to New York and I went to uh, AMDA, the American Musical and Dramatic Academy. I attended there. And then right out of school, I started working. I got my first European tour. And then it kind of, you know, I was a dance captain and swing on that. And then it just kind of kept moving into positions, setting the show and you know, all of that stuff. So I toured, I got to do Broadway. I did a Broadway show. I did off Broadway. Broadway show did I do? did a show called Hot Feet. Ooh. And it was Maurice Hines was the director and uh-huh. I was his assistant on that. And it was a short, a short lived show, but okay. it was about the red shoes and all earth, wind and fire music. Oh, I love it. Which we love. So I, love I was very fortunate to be able to do that. And then I continued to tour. And like I said, do, I did a little off Broadway and then I ended up doing a production of West Side Story, and I got the call about Larev. Okay. And in that time, I had, you know, I had been in the city about 13 years off and on. And I, I'm so glad that I did it at the age that I did it, but it was getting to the point where it was time to, time to get out of the city. Okay. So this opportunity in Vegas appeared, yeah. and luckily enough, my, my boyfriend, who's now my husband... We had made the decision that, you know, Vegas was the place to go and Larev came up and I was offered the job and we packed up and moved to I Vegas. I love it. And then that's where you two and met. And that's where we met. It's, yeah, it's really serendipitous that we met there because our paths to Larev were very similar. Oh, wow. And I we did never West Side met. Story. You did West Side Story. Yeah. Connected, we chased yeah. each other in Europe a little yeah, bit on tours <laughs> and just, and we didn't know any of that. We knew a we, lot of the same people, oh, yeah. which was Now, when crazy. you started the show, were you in, in, uh, were you in the show? Were you Kath? No, were I, you... Came in as, I came <laughs> in as the resident choreographer. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I took over from the girl that had been there before me. And then shortly after. I'm just after, imagining myself swinging from Triton. Oh, yeah, no, no. <laughs> I was not a performer in that. My days had ended before that, right before that, actually. But yeah. no, I came in as the as the resident director. I love it. And then Luann came about five minutes after I got yeah, there. And very, we've been very friends ever soon since. after. Yeah, you know when you meet people and you're like, oh, I get you. And you connect We're right the same away. People. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love that. Okay, girl. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about it since we're there. I mean, so LaRev, hands down my favorite show in yeah. Vegas for, for, for many, many years. And I know that that sentiment is echoed by many people, uh, not just within the Las Vegas community, but all over the world. Um, 
Definitely one of my favorite shows. Uh, and I, I want to I ask you guys each this. I'll start with you, Danita. And I know this might be hard to answer, but I got I to gotta know. What, if you can summarize like the overall uh, sentiment and experience of, do, of being part of that very special show, what that was like for you? I, that's a difficult question because it was so many things. Sure. It was meeting incredibly talented cast and crew. It was getting to come to Las Vegas and have a show that was running coming from New York. You know, you're lucky if your show runs for five minutes. Sure. And I got to live in the show, which became like family for 14 years. So I think the overall experience, there were hard times and a lot of change because we were constantly changing that show. But it, it was probably one of the best experiences for me because I got to really kind of like what Luann was talking about, I got to kind of dive in and mm-hmm. really be around all of these elements of producing a show and building a show and sustaining a show. Yeah. So it was an in- incredible. beautiful a, show. A really, <laughs> a really freaking amazing I did, show. And I swear, yeah. I promise I'm not trying to flatter you guys. Like I saw that show, I don't even know. I lost count because I went as many times as I could because of how much I loved yeah. the show. You know, so yes, I mean, to be able to live in that world and show people yeah to have people come out and let them experience Mm -hmm. that was really special really special it's a special show so luann tell me now you (laughs) would it be funny if she was like i had a complete opposite experience i don't really know what she's talking about (laughs) you know it's so funny i don't think you'll find anybody that says that though i think i think we all were really aware at the time house how incredible the show was and how special it was. And that's why there was so much protection when, when we would go to change the show. When Danita said sometimes it was hard, everyone invested so much of themselves in the show and they had a little bit of, of the liberty to, to put a little bit of themselves in that show. And, and it would become... Their part. It would their, become yeah, their part. And then it would become like their... Um, their legacy because other cast members would say names of people that were gone. And, and you know, when in a long running show that happens, but this was, we, I think we all knew once in a lifetime. Yeah. I mean, nobody invests money in shows like this. That, that was incredible. So the dream was able to kind of become a reality. And because I, I'm older and I could, you know, when things are so good, you're like, it's not going to last forever. And I would always tell myself, and I always tried to prepare, and I always tell people in, in the industry, particularly dancers, you know, to have things on the side, to start to transition while you're in the good place. Sure. Yeah, you have to set yourself so up. So it's for kind of how my next. brain yeah. works, mm-hmm. but it's like breaking up with the perfect relationship. Yeah. So when the show ended, um, there was a huge feeling of. Uh, gratitude that we were part of it mm-hmm. and that we were certainly a family, you know, and, and when people would say to me, yeah, you were management. So you were kind of at a distance. I did. I never saw myself that way. So it always shocked me because I always felt like they're my kids or they're my, you know, I have a, a kid that we actually, he left the show and to this day, he'll text me and say, Hey mom. And I'm like, hi, son, how are you doing? You know, so it's, you don't get that in other shows. Sure, and it's, it's, not, not, it's not as common, yeah. And it's not because it was such a long running show. It's just, and I always say this too, when you trust your life in mm-hmm. someone else's hands in a show, and in Cirque du Soleil, a lot of such, their shows do this, but in our show, 
there's some there's bond that happens. Mm-hmm. And so it was really family. So when the show closed, I think we all reached out to each other in that way, in the way that you reach out to, to your family. And um and it connects us forever. You know, the show might not be there, but the family is. Yeah, I get that. I mean, I've I've had the pleasure of of having some uh, of the cast members on on the show on this show, mm-hmm. uh, and they've they've all echoed that sentiment. And everybody everybody has a unique story, but it's always surrounded with that love that you just described. It's Absolutely. always coming from that place of that it everything you said. It was family. It was beautiful. It was a dream. Um, yeah, and there was that energy in the theater too when you would as, when you would watch it as an audience member. You could pick up on that. That love and that um, connection. So I think that's also Aww. what people get, got people to come back, you know? Yeah. Um, I said this. I know I've said this on the show before, but um, but this is something that I thought was a really, really great point. Um, I, was, I think I was talking about it with Alexander Stabler when he was here. It's just about, you know, we know as performers and, and other artists, you know, we I don't want to say in a negative way, but sometimes we are maybe... Um, Maybe we're hard to please when we go see other shows. Like we're we, we, we're judgmental, not in a malicious way, but you we think? we're we're really just like we have our opinions. Yes, we do. Yes, yes we do. <laughs> and what I want to say is, is that La Rev is the type of show, and was has continued to be at least in in the memory and and when people talk about it, that even other performers say it was their favorite show. So yeah. for me, you guys left a lasting impression on a group of people who aren't easily impressed, and that's really cool. That's amazing. That, oh, bravo. That's, and I've got you here in the penthouse. There we go. <laughs> I think we're in the penthouse. I think we feel the same way. I think it, it's left impressions on us as well. It really was a magical time for sure. It was a dream. Yeah. It was a dream. It was <laughs> a dream. I love it. Well, let's talk about, I want to talk about, because um, we, we were kind of talking about this offline, and I, wa- I loved what you were saying. Let's talk about auditioning in general, being mm. a casting director and, a, and an artistic director. And, you know, we were talking about how, you know, how you had mentioned um, a, a good audition or a bad audition can affect people in ways that we don't even realize sometimes. Yeah, this is um, honestly, it's something that I get a little emotional about because it's for me. It has helped me grow as a human being so much because I started to understand the effect that my words could have on someone else. And I never thought of myself like that. So I, you know, we all grew up going to auditions and I thought because we did that so often, we were resilient and we accepted um, disappointment easier in our lives and we were trained for it. And, and as I, as I started to kind of engage in really personal conversations with people, everybody started to have stories of these auditions that changed who they were as human beings or wow. how they approach things. Yeah. And I thought I never power is a really weird word. I think a better word is responsibility. And it, yeah. and it made me there's, there's artists along the way. Michael Mahone made me a better casting director for sure, because I had no idea how talented that kid was and we hired him and, and it made me understand to take more time. We're always on this schedule, like we're on this tour and you only have this much time in the studio and you paid for this and everybody's coming. And, and I thought I have to put that away and be in the moment and, and explore what these people are bringing to the audition Mm -hmm. and how vulnerable they are making themselves. They're opening themselves up for judgment. And I'm, I'm always super impressed by everybody, but they don't know that. And so in conversations, I started to realize that auditions are a huge, they have a huge impact on 
on the path of a performer, which means I have a huge responsibility because all I want to do is build people up. You know, they, it, they're extraordinary in what they can do. And Michael Mahone came into the show and he was, he, he was incredibly talented and I knew it, but the world opened up in my eyes. I thought I had no idea what that kid could do and I should have. I should have taken more time. And then I, it made me wonder about the people that I didn't take the time with. So artists, uh, I believe, make, make each other better people. They certainly make me a better person. And I think there's a huge responsibility that we have. And, and if an artist is listening, I would say this, and I say this all the time. Everyone is as insecure as everyone else. I am as insecure or more insecure than you. And the people that are, that say things that aren't, aren't nice for a laugh or, or are dismissive or come in and put, put a, a hard audition environment under the guise of I'm old school. This is going to be tough. We're going to get this. I feel like they're the most insecure and they can't, I think an artist has to just go in with the same thing that my dancing teacher told me. You go in to an audition, not to get a job. You go to see your friends, to meet new people to meet new choreographers, because I can't tell you how many times, sometimes I work with choreographers, mo- almost always I, I work with directors and choreographers that I adore. Occasionally, there are some that I don't know that I, I don't like the way that they run an audition, you know, that it's fast or that, but I pull, I mean, Danita's seen me a million times pulling um, resumes and writing notes for other shows. Mm-hmm. So you, when you go to an audition, you have no idea what you're what actually looking, auditioning yeah, and you don't, for. Yeah, exactly. Like you're going to get pulled and called for something else. Just go and have fun and be I yourself. No, and you're right. I mean, girl, I mean, it's been a, it's been a minute since I've been to an audition. <laughs> but I, that's, yes, yes, that's, that, yes. What yes. she said. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you should come in and sit in on one and just be the good vibe in the I room for everybody. I would totally invite me. Girl, okay, listen, you're invited. I, I just respect you both so much. So I would come work for you guys for free. Any uh. day. So you, <laughs> Can you, you know bring Kenny cocktails? Ortega will stand at the door uh-huh. and he will welcome every person I in and say, I'm so glad you came. Thank yeah. you for coming out. Thank you. Because that energy makes your, it makes it them better when they it audition. Changes. It mm-hmm. changes your audition from the start. Mm-hmm. You know, it really yeah. does. Auditioning's hard. You're it's great hard, at it. Like Danita's great at it. Oh, I, I auditioned for you guys a couple times. You did. So yeah. We remember you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. thanks, girl. Beautiful. <laughs> I remember you. But it was hard. Like <laughs> auditioning back in New York was, it was hard? extremely yeah. hard because you know you had to be a singer, and, mm. and I I did have a voice, but I wasn't a singer. Yeah, the same for me. Like I could blend with yeah. the group. With the you know, group. but it's, it's terrifying sometimes. So yeah. when I for me when I started getting on the other side of it, I mm. loved it. Because yeah. I understood it. Sure. Yes. You know, and, and, and the I, pressure was off too. Yeah. Oh, for the you. pressure. You know, absolutely. For you. Yeah. Yeah. Pressure for us. But when we got on the other side of the table, yeah. It does make you more, it makes you more compassionate and it makes you mm-hmm. really try to, under, you understand what they're going through because you've yeah. been there. Yeah. No, and it's fun, but I will say, I, you know, obviously, you know, when I auditioned for you guys a couple of times, you guys were always lovely. So you did create that space Aww. that you that you just described. So I will tell you that. And I, I loved it. Like, I always had fun when I went, you know. Yeah. And, I mean, what we well, have we to dance have fun with you. It has to be fun. I think when it's fun, you get the best out of the performers yeah. too. Yeah, I, I think I, for sure you do for <laughs> sure. And when they turn into a big party and you're like everybody, yeah. everybody's waving and like hugging you and taking stuff to your car at the end, and then you just want to hire everybody. Right, 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 like, right, right, right. We have three spots. I don't know what to do. Yeah. I love it. Do you do either of you have a favorite memory from Larev? I'm sure. Again, hard question because I'm sure there's a lot. But can you think of like 
a standout memory, funny, emotional, whatever? You know, I, nothing really. I mean, there was just so. There's I a would, lot. I know that's, that's kind I of really unfair think, to ask that question. I'm sorry. I, I think no. it's not a moment for me. I think it's it's the relationships. Honestly, the the people, the, people, the relationships that were built, that were built, and the times that I that I got to spend with those people. You know, I, you know, when you're working and it's hard to, you know, you you have to find your place and you can't be friends. But it really was a family. So I think for me, like that was really the biggest thing that I took out of that was the relationships and the connections and this love for this amazing show. There's some things, I mean, the AJ story, I I always felt like when that happened, you know, when you go, oh, now I know why I was a casting director. Like it was, I thought it was because of my son, but that audition, AJ Montgomery auditioned. And, and that was one of those auditions where, you know, there are five hours, six hours, you're in a room like drilling people and at the end, you're down to four people, you know, and and they all come out and everybody's hugging and saying goodbye in L.A. And I have a little conversation with this kid that I don't know. He helps me to my car and um, and I don't know him, but he has the same initials as my son. Right. And then but I knew we wanted him. We came back. We had meetings. We absolutely knew we were going to hire him and for what role. And my associate, Nate, came into the room and said, you have to look at Facebook. You have to look at Facebook. And I said, oh, I don't look at Facebook. What do you want? And he couldn't even tell me because he knew what I was going to do. And I look at Facebook and he had been in a, he pulled away on a motorcycle and I said, be careful on that thing. And he had been in a terrible accident and he'd lost his leg. Oh, and I don't know this kid. So I'm, you know, and, and that, that's what not working in a big corporation does. We were in a small enough situation where when you get that emotional feeling, I'm like, I'm going to call this kid. I don't know him. And, and so it, to make a very long story short, I went into to Rick Gray um, and asked him if, told him the story. And he said, what do you want? And I said, I don't know what I want, but I, I don't know how he is, but I wanted him to be in the show. And he said, well, I'll tell you what, you tell him that if he can do what he did in the audition, that we'll hold a spot for him. And I thought, I I literally thought it'll just give him enough to kind of get better. Sure. Well, eight months later, he's sending me videos of doing round off back handspring, back handspring. The first day he got the prosthetic on. Wow. That wasn't even eight months. That was three months. Eight months later, he auditioned and he was in the show. I love it. In a prosthetic. And I thought, oh, we can do everything. We can, we can make a difference if we open our eyes. And if, you know, when, when the opportunity arises, we might have the power to sometimes make a difference. That was one of my favorite memories. Of I love that. Well, cheer, let's do That deserves a drink. Oh, Sorry, oh, hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. <laughs> hey girl. <laughs> I got a little verklempt during that. <laughs> I know. I know. I love that. What do you guys see? So, okay, you guys obviously, you know, you've been, you, you know, been in casting and directing and producing and choreographing and the whole thing. What is their favorite part of the audition or creation process? Oh, that's a good question. What's my, what's your favorite part? I think for me in auditions, being on the other side of it and looking is really getting to that last part of the day when everybody's kind of let their guard down and then you see something, another layer. layer. It's like an onion peeling and you're like, wow, like I'm working right now on a show where they're doing light balance choreography and it's very street 
and we are doing a silhouette scene where there are shadows behind light. And they did lyrical movement. And it was like these street dancers coming out and like doing this amazing choreography. So I love that. I think that part of auditioning, like seeing what else somebody can bring. And it kind of goes along with the Michael Mahone story. Like Mm -hmm. there are such, there's such a huge pool of talent in this world. And when you take the time to find it for me, I, I think it's glorious. I love that. Like, yeah, I can see that. I, I think I have like a similar thought, but it's funny that you took it to auditions. But um, so in La Rev, we worked with very, very high caliber athletes, but also kids that called, taught themselves on the street. I just put up another show that was high caliber athletes and the rehearsals are so regimented and it's so full on in your 12 hour days. And by the time you get to that 12th hour, you know what it's like. And everybody's exhausted and laughing and punchy. And then the silliness comes out. <laughs> and I mean, then, my silliness is always there before. I, so no, no, no. Now, now I'm going to invite you to text because yeah. we need a little hey girl silliness. We had our choreographer singing, singing The Little Mermaid and an Olympic gymnast mouthing the words and acting like a princess and then cackling from another Olympic gymnast. Like, it's so funny. And I thought... This is the side of people that never, yeah, this is, you, normal people don't get that in their jobs. We're so lucky. Very true. I'll agree with that. I love that. Okay. So let's talk about, uh, America's Got Talent Live. Mm -hmm. Okay. New show. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Cheers. 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 Yay. Thank you. Very exciting. So what, 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 what what are we doing over there at the Luxor, honey? (laughs) Well, we are trying to put a show up. When, tell Go. We, I'm gonna let you talk. We <laughs> open. We are opening on November fourth, and it is America's Got Talent live at the Luxor, and we have some tremendous acts. And we're just in the we're, you know we're teching right now, so we're putting it all together, and we're kind of in and out of the theater. Sure. We're in a rehearsal space up in North Vegas. The uh, theater is beautiful. It is it's beautiful. A nice space. It is I mean, beautiful. I think yeah. uh, the, we have some amazing projection. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's did they redo a lot after the run show or did they keep those screens that keep all the projections they kept a lot of the projection up which they had so much tech we're seeing a lot of that now in the theater and I think people are going to be really excited when they come in and they're trying to create it so it's like a finale show so you come in and I think it's going to be really special the acts are tremendous and I'm excited it's a, a new step for me because I've always worked mostly with choreography and now I'm resident director so it's a new step it's a new challenge there's another toast. There's another toast. Thank you. <laughs> so oh, there are challenges, but I'm very much looking forward to the journey. And the, the team is amazing. Sure. I think the show is going to be incredible. So I love that. You what have to come the, and see it, Bill. I would love to come. Invite yes. me. I'll, I'll be there. Yes. I'll even bring Hey Girl. I'll, hey I'll Girl. Do a, I'll do a little oh. red carpet interview. Oh. There you go. <laughs> so what? tell, because actually I'm not even 100% clear. So... Is the show? I mean, I I know it's a live version of the television show, but yes. is it is it going to be set up? Is it like past winners are the acts, or is are there going to be judges there? Is there? I mean, what help, help me understand what the actual show is going to be experience is going to be like? It's a good question because everybody's asking: Are the judges going to be there? Are the judges going to be there? Is Simon going to be there? There are no judges, so basically it's except for us. Except for us, the audience is the judge. The audience gets to judge it. No <laughs> judges, but the acts have all been either past winners or like semi or you know finalists on the show. 
So I think we have about seven acts, seven or eight acts coming in, and they've all been on AGT. And are they going to... You may not know the answer to this right now, um, but I'm just curious. Or do you know like what that kind of schedule is going to be like? Are you going to have rotating acts in and out? How quick... How frequent are they going to switch off? <laughs> we will. It's, it's actually going to be a bit of a Tetris kind okay. of thing going on because right after we open, a lot of them, we have three really amazing acts from this past season. That are you going to be? I'm not. I'm not going to yet. So just be on the lookout. <laughs> you have to come see. Come on. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it. But right. I'm going to say there. <laughs> it's it's going to be a really great show. But we do have a lot of them have uh, outside things that they're doing. So it's going to be rotating, but they'll also be slotting in with other AGT acts. So it's like all the AGT acts are coming in, and most of them are are around for a while. Some of them are on a year contract. Some are a little less. But I think. Even with the rotating in and out, you're going to get a, a great show that's family friendly. I think it's going to be I'm really so exciting. I'm really excited new, too. exciting we, thing for Vegas. We literally live a mile from each other, and yeah. I haven't heard anything about it. Like I don't, I still don't know anything about it. But you do know. So you go AGT. All the acts are kind of when they get to the finals, they're from all over. They're kind of the best in the world. You don't get a show like this anywhere in the world where you get the best in the world all in one place. So I can't wait. I'm like, I'm coming to previews. I'm excited. (laughs) Yeah, please, please um, invite me. I will. I will. It's going to be great. Very excited. No, I have no doubt. I love it. That's great. Um, all right. So Luann, you're working on multiple projects right now. So what, <laughs> tell me, tell me more about uh, this Ball, most recent Master one with, these, with these Olympic gymnasts. Oh, I, well, okay. So because we come from this background, right, we come from a performing background and, and then everything in between from choreography and directing and producing in La Rev, I would scout athletes often and I would go to Olympic trials and I, and so every year after the Olympics, the USAG would put out this tour. Okay. And it it was a great tour. And I really, really loved the talent. But, you know, it's the same thing where you're like, oh, they should do this. They should do that. They should do this. And it bothered me for years. I mean, I think I've been talking about it for 10 years. I've been actively working on it for five. Um, so when when the time came that I thought, USAG is not going to do a tour because of of problems in their federation and because of COVID and because so I this is the part that I love I called an old friend who I hadn't talked to in a long time and he's like Luann it's so good to see to hear from you what do you need and I said I I think I need two and a half million dollars <laughs> <laughs> I need your friend I need, and like what, what, what? <laughs> he's like he got the, that just rolled off her tongue mm-hmm. too easily. I like, you know, yeah. I mean, to be like, it's just there, a normal Tuesday. There's me and my budget and my bed and my house. And, and he said, what are you trying to do? And I told him, and he told me every reason why it wouldn't work. And I told him every reason why he was wrong, just because of the sp- specific time we were in. And he said, I said, if we get Simone Biles, we get the tour. And he's like, okay, go get Simone Biles and you'll have the money. I'm like, oh, well, I can do that. So I called... Valerie Condos Field, who was the head coach at UCLA. I actually, she said no to me about 50 times, which is par for the course with her. We're really good friends. She just likes to say no to me. Um, 
I don't know. I don't know why I got the biggest kick. I guess I'm I gotta like, get, come I don't know, on, I can imagine. do I have to convince everybody? You're like, do we have to do this song and dance? I know, like, I know. you know you're going to eventually do what I ask you to do. We did. I, I stood like, up. I did, you know, I did the time step, yeah. double shuffle, here we go. I have, I have friends like that too where I'm just like, you come on, you guys, we have to do the dance because you know you're going to do it. Like, I know, I know. I, I think I have persuasive powers sometimes. I do. Well, I've either been told I'm persuasive or I'm a pusher. Sometimes I'm going to push people into doing it. Now I found the third place I'm going to call you and say, yeah. <laughs> hey girl, I need a little help with the powers of persuasion Yeah, girl. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be fun. I love it. Go ahead, we're getting off track. Go ahead. So, <laughs> it's the cocktail. I knew we would be off. such good girlfriends if we just got together. Oh, finally. <laughs> oh God. So look, I'll fast forward because I got to tell you, it was a rocky road. We get Simone, we get her attention. We, I put a team together that I'm really, I really believe in. We put a show together. Um, I came back to Lee and said, it's time for you to give us two and a half million dollars. And he did. And so we, we get everything together. We get going and then COVID hits and the Olympics are canceled. And then we don't know if we'll have a tour after that. And then they say, okay, if, if the Olympics go next year, you'll have a tour. And then it's that waiting game for the Olympics to go. And then you're like, oh, my God, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. We're going to the Olympics. Everybody knows we're going to win gold. And then 4.30 in the morning, my phone rang. And I'm like, don't tell me. I'm, I'm taping it. Don't tell me. And they're like, you better get up. Oof. And yeah. I thought, what in the world what is happened? happening? Yeah. And again, let's, I'm just going to circle right back. An athlete, an artist teaches me something that I thought I was meant to learn that in this time. Because... And it, and it echoed through this tour, and it continues to echo through this tour. The, the artist, the athlete, the person is always more important than what they do. And she was, you know, I sat, I sat there that morning watching all of the, you know, Simone Biles, Simone Biles, Simone Biles. And I picked up the phone, and I called her mother, and I said, I'm not calling you as a producer. I'm calling you as a mom, because her mom was in Houston. She wasn't allowed to go. Because mm-hmm. of the COVID restrictions. Because of COVID, yeah. So she's watching her daughter oh and listening gosh. to this, like, you know. So we get through, we get through the Olympics, and she is one resilient, amazing athlete. And I can't believe the, the tour actually comes to fruition and oh, we put wow. it up and it's out on the road now. And how's she doing? She's with amazing. Her, her, she's starting to health. twist. Mm-hmm. She's starting to twist, but she gave herself, she did what, and I, I think she legitimately did it what I hope all artists learn to do, they give, gave themselves a break. Yeah. They gave themselves the grace that they give other people. You know, that's so valid. And we were just talking, <laughs> when I was refreshing our cocktails, we were, <laughs> <laughs> <Yay>! <laughs> we were, but I was thinking of that too. It's like, you know, we, what, what I'm referencing is when I was talking about my personal training, I, 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 I categorize it as this old school way of training. And, mm-hmm. um, Joffrey, where some of that, yeah, where some of that was, uh, where verbal abuse was actually acceptable. Yes. <laughs> 100%. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And it was just, you know, and I think, I even now at the age I'm at now, and I'm not even in the industry in the same way anymore. Um, I still struggle to remind myself to try to get rid of some of that old programming, that old, 
unrealistic, perfectionist, no matter, just go, 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 go. Yes, there is some value to that. I mean, we have strong work ethics as, as, as our professionals and as artists. And we've talked about, you know, all the things that can translate as an artist into the corporate world. Uh, if you know how to, you know, how to make some of those skills apply in different ways. And I love that. But we are too hard on ourselves. And we, I love that, you know, you brought that point up because it is, we're, we're expected to do the uh, impossible half the time. Yep. And then if you don't, and it's less than perfection, you're already hard enough on yourself. Yes. And so, yes, I agree. I, I, oh. I hope that most, that it is opened the door for people who authentically deserve and need that self-care time and break to not be afraid to say, no, I'm not doing that right yes. now. I, I wholeheartedly believe, and you touched on something else because we're constant. People always look at me and think, Oh my God, you have so much going on. And they don't know in my head, it's always like you're failing, you're failing, you're failing, you're failing. You're playing catch up from the minute you wake up. That's or at least like, that's how I feel. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I said when I walked in. I'm like, the world got up without me because they're in Europe and I got up <laughs> sprinting. But, and, and we joked about it. And I, would le- I legitimately did this. Kelly will say that she walked in. When, I wrote myself a letter and I did it consciously because... I knew I had to remember all the things that I had to do. <laughs> like I, I, I'm a writer. Like I write things down and like to cross them off. And because I thought, Wait, like, are you the kind of person that will even if you've already done it, you write it down just so you can cross do. it off? I do. Thousand percent, Post-its I do. Everywhere. Thousand percent. This is one more thing I accomplished. I'm not going to sell myself short. <laughs> I got it done. Got it. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I get it, but I did. It's just funny. <laughs> There's days where I'm just like, well, I did all this yesterday, so I'm going to write it down just so I can cross it off. Thousand yes. percent. But I wrote myself a letter like I was somebody else and told myself how proud I was of myself. And you're doing this and you're doing this. And honestly, I was like just remembering all the things that I did and all the things that I had to do. But I did it in a kind way to myself. <laughs> and it did make Kelly laugh. She we do so, need to be kinder to ourselves. We do. That's an overall, I think, it's hard. message that we all need to remind social ourselves. media, everybody thinks that everybody else is doing all these amazing things. And it's not. It's all fake. Like all you yeah. have to do is go... Give yourself credit for what you accomplished. Yeah. And if you didn't accomplish anything, don't beat yourself up. You know, a, a lot of people aren't, particularly through COVID, people aren't accomplishing things. Mm-hmm. Small steps and know that everybody feels I the feel same like way. I feel like COVID was so good for that. I think for me, I have two little boys and just being home and ha- having time with them, which you guys know in this business, you don't get a lot of time at home. Sure. You no, don't have don't. dinner at home. You have dinner at the theater. and. It was really, it was really lovely, and to see how everybody kind of pivoted and shifted, and I think it was really inspiring. But I think it was such a cool time for everybody to just take a break and reevaluate yeah. what you want, where you're happy, what what fuels you, and here's your opportunity. Like it was like the universe going here. Yeah, it was like yeah, yeah. I get it yeah. here. Yeah. You know, because so everybody it, had to stop. So you weren't falling it was, behind. It was crazy and it was terrible and it was very, very difficult for people. But I do think there were some positives in there mm-hmm. that, that were very real. And to be able to take that time and reevaluate and to see what people did with it was amazing. Like especially, building a bar. Especially our, our group of people, <laughs> people in the arts, you know, they really yeah. shifted and became creative, creative and in, it was very inspiring. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I agree. And again, I, I don't. You know, I trying to be sensitive to to everybody's COVID personal COVID experience. Mm. Um, you know, I, I'm grateful to say, yeah, for me, it was it definitely had its challenges, but it was more of a blessing than than anything because it did. Even though it didn't feel that way at first, you know, because yeah. it is everything you described. Yeah. And I I needed. I don't know if you know this about me, but I I, I don't I I don't really you know 
move slowly or take a break or anything. You know? like, really? I'm like, yeah, no, I'm like, I, you know, I do everything bad. No, I, I never, really I never take a rest. So the forced rest was hard at first. Yeah. But then, you know, yeah, I, I can imagine. We're very similar. Yeah. And so, so I'm, ag- I'm just agreeing. I'm agreeing with, with you. When I finally had that realization that the, I've been given the blessing of time. When did that come? How far into COVID? Mm, probably around June. Oh, wow. So we, we shut down in March. March. And then I was going crazy, you yeah. know, because I'm so used to just work, work, work. Mm. Um, what's funny, though, I mean, if this show kept me busy, which is good, you know, but in the, I, the timeline is really interesting. I mean, I, I, this show, the podcast, I actually had been preparing to do for before COVID. So I had just launched the show maybe like a month or oh, that's, that's not right. Maybe like just even a couple of weeks before we all like shut down and we're quarantined. So I didn't start the show because I had nothing to do. The show was already started, but I was actually really grateful that like very early on, I was like, okay, well now I actually have time to really, because I was, I had to self taught everything. I didn't, I honestly even didn't even know how to edit music myself. And whenever I needed music edited, I would pay someone to do it. So I taught myself how to do that. I had to like do all these YouTube tutorials on like which equipment to buy and like, you know, what, then I, you know, I built out a budget because I'm so extra, even though it's just me, I I still had to build out a budget and I had to do everything right. I didn't have a friend that I could call for two and a half million dollars. But I got 50 cents from my roommate. And, so she's an investor. And she, <laughs> she's kidding. the investor. <laughs> no, I've been silly. But no, but I, I didn't mean to go off on a tangent. I apologize. No. Um, but I was, just, I was just trying to agree with what you were saying about the time that we were given during COVID, even though it had its challenges. And there were a lot of tragic things that came out of it. But there was, for, there was also uh, some silver linings. Absolutely. Sure. And a lot of, a lot of things to learn from that time. So let's talk about your exciting new company, Wandering Box <laughs> Wandering Bar. Wandering Box Bar. So I want to know, Dania, tell me, where did this concept come, come from? And what you guys, I know you've worked together in the show, but have you ever done a project like this together? It's funny because I think since we've known each other and we've known each other for years now, we were always kind of like, what can we do outside of LaRev? And, yeah. you know, she's always working on a million projects and I was primarily at LaRev. So we had always kind of talked about what are things on the outside? What can we do? And we were always brainstorming over cocktails, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I had been looking on Pinterest and had seen all of these little, you know, Prosecco trucks. And they're doing them a lot overseas, and primarily in England, a lot. And I saw this beautiful picture and I took a screenshot and I sent it to Luann. I was like, I think we should do this. She was like, okay. So that was December. Of, She's like, I'm in. My calendar. Pre-COVID. It was pre-COVID. Yeah. It was December of 2018. I was like, I think that Vegas could use this. She's like, all right. So we found, <laughs> hey, girl, it. let's go. Hey so girl. we found you a trailer. You guys are going to call each other. You need to start saying, hey, girl, when you hey, call each other. We will. Hey girl. You should have seen us we after will. the show going and looking at horse trails. With our heels on, driving up to <laughs> North yeah, Vegas. With our stilettos on and in yes. Just like trotting around in our, in our heels. And we found a trailer and we bought it. And we started working on this trailer before COVID. Mm-hmm. And we were taking our time and we, we kind of knew exactly what we wanted it to look like and the feel of it to be. And it's beautiful, and it has copper inside, and it's white, and it's just beautiful. It is beautiful. It's really, she's lovely. So tell us, tell, tell the audience the, the overall concept. The overall concept is basically we deliver a bar to you. We provide Darn, a service. Yes. No. There you go. <laughs> Which there you go. then, during COVID, ended up being amazing because everybody had to be outside. So we were, you know, we had 
we had started this prior to COVID and then COVID hit, it gave us time to finish and start marketing and figure out who our audience was. And we basically deliver the bar to you. And we have additional services that we can provide with florists and furniture and musicians and lots of things with all of the connections that we've made. It depends on what the client wants. You know, you know, when you put a show together, Danita has an eye for decor. I do not. So she really was the the brainchild behind what the bar would look like. But when you put a show together, you're like, oh yeah, it's like producing an event, really. So what we realized was the price of weddings is so exorbitant now, right? And so many people come to Vegas to get married or get married in Vegas. And there's this gorgeous, the red rocks are gorgeous. There's all this beautiful uh, nature where people want to go out and have these unique weddings that are mm. not like any other that aren't in the halls and, sure. and there's very few event spaces in Vegas to do weddings like that so and to do parties and so I think that's where most of the the what we thought our business would come from and what we've learned is we're doing openings of stores and so people bring it up on the sidewalk and it's a beautiful it's a it's a conversation piece in itself right so it's this beautiful old-fashioned horse trailer that's very high end on the inside with all of the copper fixtures and and the client provides all of the alcohol so whatever they want and i never forget danita's like okay this client wants these mixed drinks i can't, we have to hire a bartender and i said well sure but you can do that cuz i think she can do anything cuz she I can i was not a bartender <laughs> And now, and now, and now I make a pretty good drink. Well, now, now I'm going. I'm telling to. you, she makes drinks that change colors. Yes, she's oh. calling me over, and gen- I mean, oh, the purple, gen- gen- yes, yeah. but it's a whole I new. Oh, you yeah. do. It's so I said, yeah. bartending. <laughs> it's a whole bartending's new really just rehearsing. It's just really choreography rehearsing, yeah. right? So I got my Tam card. I yes, know, girl, started doing all that, and it's been so much fun. Mm-hmm. But it's a, but it's kind of like choreographing a little bit. It really is. No, it really is. But it's and fun. The whole thing is like you know you have the Larev aesthetic and a bar, right? So I said we did a we did an event and they wanted hot chocolate and I'm like okay well I'll get the hot chocolate and she looks at me and she's like no <laughs> you will not get the hot chocolate because she knows what I would have done I would have just gone and got hot chocolate like gotten like the Swiss Miss and, like, yeah no we're not I don't know if I would have gone Miss. as low end as Swiss Miss but <laughs> no disrespect to Swiss Miss no. <laughs> never going to be your sponsor now <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> lost that one but she had like the whole full homemade hot cocoa. I went, what in the world is happening in this yeah. kitchen? And you talk about batching. And then we show up and what did you have? Those, those blood orange dehydrated oh, wedding, slices for garnish. And the bride, <laughs> her grandfather was a citrus grower. So she's oh, like, nice. I want to incorporate blood orange. So we okay. ended up doing blood orange margarita. And then we did a burnt sugar blood orange old fashioned. So I dehydrated, I think 80 blood oranges. I juiced and we dehydrated. My kitchen was just like spattered with blood orange everywhere, <laughs> but it ended up being fabulous and the drinks were amazing. Oh, so. I bet. It sounds good. It's been a little labor of love. The it is. Well, it, like even when you're creating, when you're talking about mythology and whatnot, when I talk to other uh, industry professionals and talking about liquor and wine, and it, it, it is in a way, I like that analogy when we talk about our background of choreographing a show or putting a show together, because you have to 
Even when you're thinking about what flavor profiles are going to mix well, what's going to go well with this? What's the story of this cocktail? Like I, t- I try to take it a little bit farther, and I hope that doesn't sound obnoxious, but I really do have that additional passion for cocktails and of course. the experience you can bring to anything. You know, do you and think that that comes from performing? I do. Like I yeah. feel like that's so connected. It's very and so, cool. There has so, to be a story for me. Absolutely, hundred yeah. percent. So with performing and then casting, I'm like, oh yeah, we can get anybody. What do you need? She found a. She found a beer burrow for a wedding this week where yes. they where they take a little donkey and put flowers all over the donkey and put oh a little God. saddle on and it carries beer and a beautiful girl around walks around because okay. we work and with it's the all part zoo. of the service nice. yeah that's so this weekend? no that's coming up next oh. month so i think you know when you when you have the background that we have and you have the eye for detail that mm-hmm. danita has then it's the events are just different they're like yeah. producing a show it is and the bar is beautiful photo op you know, beautiful in the beautiful desert bar. photo op for weddings. It's Where good. did you find that bar? North Vegas. The trailer. Oh, we you, did. We went you on. should have seen her before the renovation. Oh, she was not so cute. She was not so the cute. poor girl needed a facelift. Like, did you guys actually roll up your sleeves and like sand the oh, no. and paint and everything? Or what were we doing? No, my ex-husband did I would have been there with it. cocktails to help. I would have been like, oh, I'm here to help. What are well, we drinking? We drank the cocktails. He did we all did. the work. We yeah, did. Drew Williams is, is my ex and he did, and he's lovely, and he did all of the, the renovation for our bar. And he does insides of rvs and upholstering and all kinds of stuff in town but this was like because it was ours it was yeah. his labor of love and he did you know and and D- danita directed I did. <laughs> I love it. she I did. was the director it's so pretty. it really is and i love i love that you've gone with some of the florals and copper themes and kind of that vintage like we wanted like, uh, an uh, elevated what, vintage yeah mm-hmm. i like to What's i like to say Speakeasy-ish. Yes. Yes. yes, she is speakeasy yes, She really is. But we also wanted, because we had talked about a few different colors, mm-hmm. and we thought, you know, with weddings yeah. and the white would really be beautiful, but the copper really the copper took it up I mean, a level. Look, I mean, I copper everywhere. I know. You know? Yeah. I know. I almost <laughs> fell on the floor no. when I walked into this penthouse. I was great. <laughs> it's beautiful. I love copper. When I, when I worked for, I was very blessed and grateful to work on the absolute vodka portfolio for a short time. And Elix is still hands down my favorite. Vodka. Oh my gosh, yeah. The brand culture, the, the taste of it obviously is amazing. It's And it's distilled in copper. It has like no impurities. It, I mean, when we talk about the flavor in general, but just also the brand culture and the look of it, it's so pretty. It's gorgeous. It's so pretty. All I do you is want that see in, my it in the trailer. Yeah. Oh, I mean, sure. it's really yeah. it's stunning. Do you have copper vessels? We do. Yes. We do. We They're don't have the, the beautiful wear. Elix copper you don't vessels. Have the Elix ones? No. No, not those. Maybe no. I can help you. Oh. I might be able to help you. They're gorgeous. Yeah. They're really gorgeous. There's a whole yeah. cupboard full of them. I right know. There. I'm very familiar with them because I was um, like, they have the gift sets. I'm like, oh, oh they're, I yeah. know. But on Christmas when they sell them, like lately, the last couple, because even me, even me having what I have and like some of them I've gotten for free and stuff like that, you know, from working with the brand. But um, I always, always, like um, I'm always down, yes, you know, when there's like a new yeah. mantle that comes up. Yes. And I look like on Christmas lately, they've had a couple really good like gift set deals, like where with like the bottle, with like the 750 ml vodka. But then, like one or two it's worth copper it. things, it's and it's worth it's it. so worth it. Yeah, it's, it's like eighty dollars, but the bottle itself is worth fifty. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you know what I mean. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Maybe we should talk about doing any a, an event with Elix. Oh, maybe Ooh, we should. Be really fun. Fun. All right, we'll talk offline. Okay, okay so listen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't want to say anything on the air that I give you. A prom- <laughs> I'm making promises that yeah. I, I can't do. <laughs> That's okay. We'll hound them. We'll be like, <laughs> hold your copper out front. Yeah, we get all your copper. They gave me that that cart too. That bar cart. It's really no, beautiful. I was I was really grateful. This whole setup, is, yeah, just gorgeous. 
But it is the best vodka, honestly. It's it really fabulous. Is. It, it is. So it, I know. Vodka. We need a sponsorship. Actually, have I actually do have to say I really will I will say this on the air they've been Elix has been lovely to the Hey Girl show they Aww. haven't we haven't done an official like sponsorship but they've definitely supported in in other ways and I've done uh, one off events and stuff like that that Hey Girl was associated with and they donated product or something oh, they, they've been lovely they've this been show very, is amazing very yeah. this show is amazing Thank and you. we are so proud of you for Aww. what you've done with it I it's know incredible. look at Las Vegas has Hey Girl it's Hey Girl Hey Girl <laughs> I know. Thank you. I'm really flattered. Thank you so much. So wait, so tell people how how do they get into I'm gonna tag everything in the description of the episode, of course, but how do we get in touch or book Wandering Box Bar? Well, you can go on our website. We are at www.wanderingboxbar.com and you can email us at wanderingboxbar at gmail.com. Yeah. And reach us that way. And it's it's literally one of us that will get back I love to it. you. Yeah, which is great. It's very because personal. It's yeah, it's very, very that personal. was something that was important to and, us as well. I mean, the stories, Danita gets really invested in, uh, because I'm traveling a lot, I get invested as well, but through her, because she communicates more with, with the clients. But she gets so invested in the stories, and I'm like, I can't she's take... Like, I just can't I, be bothered. I'm no, on a plane. No, I, she's no not I'm like, I can't that. take I'm, credit. You did not say that at all. I, just, I didn't want to say we, and she's like, I'm the one talking to everybody. <laughs> you love it when your partner comes in and takes well, all the credit. No, I, w- I would not take credit. No, but, but she'll call me, and she'll say, oh my God, this girl's been through so much. We have to do this. We have to do that. And so we have these stories... And it's the same way of Larev. When you get to know the people and you love the people, she gets to know the clients and she gives me the whole backstory. So then there's this kind of emotional connection. So we want to to really gauge the event toward that person and the small, she's so good at it's small details. You're producing it a is, show. It's, it's really a show. Is. Person. I love yeah. that. We just did a wedding at the dry lake bed a couple weeks ago and the bride and groom were supposed to get married during COVID in Barcelona, which we yeah. were just in, we were Barcelona, in Barcelona actually putting a show up. And the wedding got called off and this poor girl, the wedding ended up being beautiful, but the guests ended up arriving, arriving late. There was a a, a tornado windstorm. So it was just like, so we just stayed. We stayed later than expected because we're like, we want to make this girl's day perfect for her and the groom. So we stayed hours later to make sure that we delivered this amazing day for this bride and groom so it's it 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 does get personal yeah now you so the process is though you said that the the client has to provide the liquor yes so then does that mean that they basically can create any menu they want they can we we kind of limit Mm -hmm. it i usually try to recommend because depending on the time guide them at least we do i'll give them amounts to purchase Mm -hmm. you know we help them along the way with all of the details but then do you batch it out we do we do if we need to batch or we we make drinks on the spot you know it's it's really depending on what the client wants i love that i'm really good at lighting the orange for the old fashioned, <laughs> okay, for the garnish, she does. She's really good at it. She's the garnish girl. The garnish girl. I'm like, don't She's put, don't make girl. me in charge of the drink. But, I but let it. me fire. Let me like score the so fire. It's been on fun. Well, I should do. I would like to as a gift. I don't know if you want it, but maybe I. <laughs> Sounded awful. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even get my thought out. <laughs> I I, I want to say I want to gift it to you, but I'm realizing they might not even want me to. So never <laughs> I was gonna say I should I will create a wandering box bar, <gasps> hey girl inspired oh. cocktail. Oh like, my god! That you yes. can recommend when, to any would event. Be like, this is a cocktail that we have. It would be yes, I would, love that. I would do it. We I'll do. do yeah. Oh my god! And we'll come up with a whole story, and oh. it's gonna be it's gonna be about the three of us. <laughs> I love I think, it. I think we absolutely I need it. a hey girl cocktail. <laughs> hey girl. 
And I'm so glad. I'm so glad because I was worried. As soon as I said it, I'm like, they may not want that. No, we, def- no. we definitely want it. And we want to go, hey, girl, every yeah. time we serve it. You have to. Hey, yeah. girl. And then you they have, have to, to say it. Hey, girl. I love it. But people love it. People love it. I'm loving this cocktail that we're having, honestly. It's really good. It's all fresh watermelon. What do you have a favorite type of event to throw? I mean, we've had a couple. We did two events with Sky Diamonds. Okay. That was fabulous. Yeah, tell me about that. Yeah, at yeah. Town Square, we pulled right up on the sidewalk and we did a whole weekend. We did that twice with them. They do like these semi-annual events where they fly all the designers in and we pull up and we serve mimosas and champagne and it's really fun and it's a great way for us to be able to get the trailer out and for people to see it. The but hardest so- part of that event is not buying anything at Sky Diamonds. Oh, it's true. <laughs> I mean, it's they're fabulous. We love Sky Diamonds, yeah, and they have the most uh, amazing selection, so they're fabulous. But also, like, I did a, a bachelorette party that was oh, small, yeah. and we did, like, six mimosas, and the girls were amazing, mm. and it was hot. It was August, so we were outside in August in Las Vegas, which yeah, was, it was crazy, hot. but they had so much fun. And, and that's for me, is the part of it that I love, when yeah. people see the trailer and then they have the drinks and then they love the drinks and the experience is, is elevated. I, I like great. the Christmas parties. I like the, Those like the fun. office parties, you know, <laughs> you see people let loose. The office parties were obviously everybody goes, Oh, the weddings are amazing. And the weddings are amazing because the, because the bride, Danita really gets to know the bride. She comes over. You get to know the bride's family. You feel yeah. like you're part of the wedding guest, right? And at the end of the night, you're dancing. You feel like you're there. But the, um, I think the the corporate parties where people come in and they work with each other all the time and they're not used to kind of letting loose and drinking with each other. So you see them and they bring their kids. At one, we brought a petting zoo because it's one of the yeah, services yeah, yeah. we yeah. provide. So all the yeah. kids are like holding bunnies and, and you watch them through the night start to crack up. And that night, I think we were there like three hours later because you don't want to pack up and leave, you know, but everybody just ended up sitting around the heaters and talking and I think really getting to have the time Enjoy. to get to know each other in a way that they don't in the office. It seemed really real. It wasn't I like a big that. production. Well, we event. want to create an experience. experience. That That's was exactly the whole goal of doing this was to be, because we produce and because mm-hmm. we do all of this mm-hmm. in show business, how do we bring that this way to you an get event? To actually connect with your audience. We do. It's, yeah. It's in a great. deeper way than, on st- than we did. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's so exciting. Well, congratulations. Thank I you. love it. You know, I'm a fan, I'm a fan of both of you. Yeah. So, and I'm just honored that you came to the penthouse today. We're well, happy we to like be the here. penthouse. Yeah. We're coming back to the penthouse. Yes, we are. Welcome. Yes, we are. I, actually, I usually throw a Christmas party too. You mentioned Christmas parties. So, Ooh. you'll have to come because now you're fa- we're girlfriends. You're oh, part we of the are girlfriends. Family okay, good. So, um, You'll definitely be invited to that. Um, but I'm, I'm just honored and grateful for your time. I have so much respect for both of you. I really, really do. And I admire the, the work that you've done and the work that you continue to do. So thank bravo. you and so much. Honestly, thank you for doing this for, for this community. Thank because you. this community, we were talking earlier, doesn't often have a voice, right? You grow up as a dancer. You don't often have a voice in theater. And you're giving all these people voices. And, and thank you for doing this. Oh, well, thank you. That's you're very fabulous. Sweet of you. I'm not good at taking compliments, so we're going to move on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you another drink. You'll be like, oh, I'm No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Thank, really, thank yeah. you. I, I really it's do true, appreciate though. that. That's true. That makes me feel good, too, because, you know, as 
I mean, and I'll be vulnerable for a second, but like as as we are as creative types and artists, you know, we put our when we're doing whatever we're doing, whatever it is, whether it's this this show or the rep or or America's Got Talent, whatever it is, you're you are showing a vulnerable side to yourself. Yeah. So when somebody says that they enjoy it, it, it obviously makes it worth it. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. So just think this town ta- this town's so small that we see each other, we see people, you know. You hear our voice, you know us, give us a hug, say hi, connect with people. We're co- Las Vegas is a community because it's special. There's not, New York's not like this. No. It's too sure. big. Sure. No. You know? I don't think LA's like this either. No, definitely no, not. No, not. <laughs> definitely not. So it's, it's nice when I go out and I see an artist and I can't tell if they're going to, if they want to say hello because I, I auditioned them. I'm like, come say hi. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but I can understand that. If people don't know you guys personally, they can yeah. be a little intimidated to come talk to you. Yeah. You know, like out and about. We're not intimidating. No, you're not. I mean, I know that now. But no. <laughs> well. Wait, wait, what's this face? Yeah, I don't know. know. I've been told at times that I can be a little intimidating. You can be really intimidating. Not. I know I can, but. But no, I've I'm been the, told that too, and I th- I'm like I'm the see, smallest person. I feel ever like known. I've been told that too, but I don't see it. I don't no. see it. Look, I love the three of us. The three of us have all been we're told all we're in denial. We don't see it, so we're fine. <laughs> we're all in denial. No, but we but we do love this community. So we want it is, you to it is an amazing. It's an amazing community. I mean, you guys alone, like five year plan, and I'm going to go there, and now we're all here in Vegas yep. because it's a great community. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. We're happy to be here. We love Vegas. Okay, love so it. tell everybody how they can keep up to date and follow you guys on social media. Well, we are on Facebook and we are on Instagram. Instagram is probably the best place to reach us. You okay. can message us there. And like I said, it's, it's Luann and I, so one of us will personally get back to you. With Wandering Box Bar. Well, check out Wandering Box Bar. You won't be disappointed. Check out America's Got Talent live opening November. November 4th. November 4th. And then check out the Gold Over America tour. Where? It's not where, where, where it's we It's already it? on the road. So go to goldoveramerica.com and, and hopefully you'll hit it before it. It's over. It's seven quick seven weeks. But oh, wow. then go what week are we in? It. We're in week three. Okay. Okay, so, girl. East Coast. One more week. Are they coming to Vegas? They no, we're oh, past the West Coast. We're going to the East Coast, New okay. York, New York. Woo-hoo. Yeah, uh-huh. are you gonna meet them in New York? Yeah, well, I'll be in New York, yeah. and then I'll be in Boston. Kenny's gonna come to New York oh, with me and see the show. And yeah. I love it. Well, I love you guys. Thank you so much for taking the love time. Love you, Bill. Thank, Thank you. you so much of for course. having. Thank us. you, girl. <laughs> yes, girl. Listen, if you like what you heard, show us some love and hit the subscribe button. Check out our website at heygirlpodcast.com. Girl is spelled with a U. For musical playlists, uh, branded merchandise, craft cocktails. Uh, we even have baking recipes on there now. And um, more. Episodes and more. It's, it's, a, it's a community. The Woo! Hey Girl community. A smorgasbord of yes. fabulousness. <laughs> hey, girl. All right, girl. Have a good weekend. Bye. 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 <laughs>